Hello, welcome to Transcending Mental Illness, another episode on my podcast. I'm Carol A. Twall, and I'm glad to see you, hear you, hear from, glad to know you're listening. I'm not getting any reminders anymore on my email telling me to make podcasts. It must mean that I'm doing it every day. Yay me and yay you for being my good, faithful listeners. Well, I've been having some more thoughts about Jesus again even though I'm asking a lot of questions in my mind. Um, I mentioned a little while ago that I heard about how he really was born. This is addressed to most of you agnostics out there, and maybe even some of you atheists, maybe non-believers. I'm technically an agnostic, but I know that something happened to me last summer, August 6th, uh, 2022, because I just got so weary of being aware of living in a world where people just didn't care. You know, people just didn't care who they hurt. Um, I was trying to do live streams with my mental wellness thing, and I got, I kept getting invited to tickle parties and stuff. I just can't bring that up enough, because, you know, I understand you know, more power to you if you want to live the way you want to live. But this was like after I let everybody know on that platform that that was not the kind of life I was after. I was after celibacy. I was after a measure of purity and conscience. And I care about my fellow, my fellow people. And I want to, I want to inspire mental wellness and life purpose. And, um, some of the thoughts that I uh, was thinking about today was it's not so much the person Jesus it's not so much the religion even but as today was Sunday it's like 10.30 at night, Sunday night now here in California um, I had a thought that Jesus represents redemption especially If Gabriel came to Mary and Joseph, respectively, you know, came to his, came to his, you know, Joseph, Mary's husband, and and Mary, his mother, you know, Jesus' mother, and said to each of them, do not look down on this child, this child is a blessing. He is to be the Lord, and his name is to be Jesus. You know, just so to speak. I'm not, I might be misquoting, but that's kind of the idea. And then to Joseph, Gabriel said, Mary, Mary. You shall marry Mary and um, become her husband. And you should both, you should both raise Jesus. He came from God, you know, just, I'm just basically kind of interpreting it in what I, what I heard. What I also heard was, and I'll, I'll bring it up again, in uh, secular terms, in uh, the historic terms, Mary was supposed, was supposed to have had an affair with a Roman soldier named Pantura, Tiberius Pantura, and in those days, in that place, that was an offense punishable by death by stoning. And um, 
that automatically I can imagine disqualified the marriage. I mean, it just, it, the betrothal was no longer, you know, no longer. And, uh, the baby, you know, the, the, the baby, um, was going to be illegitimate, you know, under other circumstances, the baby would have been just, you know, a child from an affair, you know, a child out of wedlock. But Mary and Joseph respectively believed that the angel, an angel named Gabriel came and was a messenger and said, Mary, this baby shall be Jesus. You are to raise him as such, to be a Lord, the Lord. And Mary, Mary, Joseph. So they got married. And um, they had the baby in the manger. And um, he grew up the way his parents were instructed for him to grow up, to be raised. And he went out to do the alleged, the supposed work, being the son of God. So, to me, for me, um... Growing up as an incest survivor, growing up as someone who was abused sexually, you know, and growing up believing that my life was just all to hell, excuse me, that I was this bad kid, and that my destiny was to just let people do whatever the, they wanted to me, and, you know... That was my destiny, you know. In my behavioral module, I, I jokingly say on one of my pieces that I wrote, um, my life purpose was to, was to fuck and wash dishes. Now, I hope I have a disclaimer and an offense, offensive language stamped on my... I don't know if I've got that on, on there or not. If I don't, you know, I hope, you've, I hope you listeners have known and you newcomers know that there is offensive language on here and controversial subjects as many of us who struggle with mental illness we ask a lot of questions about you know why we're here some of us even believe that our mental illness was from the devil or something so um you know whatever whatever we might be thinking so um take care of yourselves as you're listening to this i want to remind you again some really heavy stuff, really strong medicine. Might even feel like poison sometimes, because I'm I'm trying to spit it out. Hopefully not on you guys, but just you know I'm I'm struggling with it. I'm trying to fight it off right now, within me, from within me. So Jesus represents redemption. For me, accepting him as my savior is accepting what he represents. He is the symbol of the dissolution of sin, i.e sex for the wrong purposes. Now that was the predominant sin that was in my life. In my family, um, there was addiction in my family, mental illness in my family, including my, my aunt. She had an eating disorder. <coughs> I'm not a psychiatrist, but I suspect she might have had borderline personality disorder and it was not diagnosed. And again, I like to call that borderline psychotic defense response. I don't think it's about personality. I think she had an awesome personality. But um, her behavior was sometimes really toxic. Um, <clears throat> I didn't think that was who she was. <coughs> I would have been really afraid of her 
afraid of letting her uh, help raise me before my mother's death if I believed she was toxic. But her behavior became very toxic after my mother's death, so, yeah, I digress. He is the symbol of the dissolution of sin, and then I put in parentheses, Mary's affair with uh, Pantera. Again, that reminds me a lot of my, my aunt's behavior. She had a lot of affairs, so many I could barely, I could barely swallow, swallow it. You know, I'll insert this. When I was 11 years old, I had been babysat by some Christian fundamentalists down the street. And um, they had told me, along with other people like at school and teachers even, that you're not supposed to have sex until you get married. And I didn't know that my aunt was having sex with her boyfriend. And when I found that out at age 11, I thought, oh my God, I am living in a house full of sin. And I just, it was so traumatizing finding that out. So, <clears throat> I guess uh, when I was 18, I followed my aunt's legacy. I didn't know any better. <coughs> Excuse me. Do as I say, not as I do. I couldn't do as my aunt said. Because watching her behavior was... More powerful than hearing her admonishing me against, you know, getting in trouble with boys or, you know, getting myself pregnant or whatever. I, that never happened. She and I were both very careful when I was a young, a young woman. You know, I never got pregnant ever. But I, I didn't know what love was. I'll just say, I'll keep it as clean as possible. I didn't know what love was. And I didn't know why we were supposed to have sex. Because I I wasn't ready to get married. And of course I was following my aunts. And I also didn't want to lose my lose my benefits for my, my mental illness. I knew that if I got married in the United States, I was gonna be stuck with maybe half my benefits and or be stuck with on my husband's in my prospective husband's income. So I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to be stuck in a situation I wasn't sure I was ready for, or let alone mature enough for, as I found out very painfully for the rest of my adult life. <coughs> Especially since I didn't even realize I was an incest survivor till I was in my 40s. Till I was in my 30s and 40s. I didn't even start having some of my memories until I was in my 40s. <clears throat> And then in my 50s, I start working on mesh and transcending. And I'm in my mid-50s, and something happened to me with Jesus. I'm still not sure what that was. Cause... So, then I'm going to go on to say this. I wrote another thing that says, The nasty voice is worse than life's problems. And uh, you can refer to the other episode that talks about dangerous self-hate. And I went through that uh, a week or so ago when I couldn't find a grocery item that my roommate had bought me at the grocery store because I was sick with another cold before this one. And um, before I ended up finding it between the cushions of our couch, um, the item, the grocery item, the medicine or whatever he bought me, um, the voice in my head, the, the thought process in my head, the really negative thought process that was 
you know, negative and destructive and self-harming and condemning. A lot of it was from my childhood, from dealing with my aunt, dealing with the fundamentalists down the street, dealing with, um, especially dealing with my aunt. I think my aunt's, my aunt's voice was flavoring a lot of those ideas. And then today I was, uh, dealing with my, uh, Bluetooth earphones and I was attending a church service online. I don't go to -to face-to-face churches and I don't, I haven't joined one, but I, I will sometimes go on YouTube and go on the church service that, that I, um, and they were, they were playing some really beautiful music at the service this morning and they were, um, the, the person who was preaching, the preacher, I forget if it was a woman or a man, they have a man and a woman and they take turns preaching sometimes, but they were doing some beautiful preaching about, about how Jesus, uh, was tempted by Satan and said, get behind me, Satan, and Satan couldn't touch him. And uh, right about the time that preaching was going on, my uh, Bluetooth died. And um, I knew intellectually, again, I was intellectual about it. I was trying to do the metacognition, you know, examining my toxic thoughts before they started. And... um, my Bluetooth died, and I tried to plug it into the charger, and the charger didn't work. I was trying to do pass-through. What I didn't realize was the charger wasn't working. And I thought that um, the darn Bluetooth was just having trouble getting power. It was just losing power before it could get power. And um, I'm, I'm getting upset, I'm getting agitated, and I'm trying to plug the darn charger in, but it wouldn't light up. And then I started having the toxic thoughts again. I started having the toxic ideas again. And um, I've been listening to this Christian uh, counselor on YouTube named Chris Reese. I want to thank you, Chris, for your channel, if uh, you come across this podcast, or anyone who's heard of Chris Reese. Chris, K-R... I-S, Reese, R-E-E-C-E. Um, she talks about dealing with strongholds in our minds. I think Satan's strongholds or something. And um, I'm probably dealing with a stronghold. And I'm probably dealing with some stuff in my childhood. And um, I'm trying to place where the voice today was coming from. Now, last time it was my aunt's voice. This time, I think, it just sounded like a really evil, entitled male voice. Excuse me, men. I don't mean to put you down. I don't mean to put good men down, okay? And I understand sick men, but that kind of sickness is dangerous. Rape culture is very dangerous, and um, I don't want to be around it anymore, ever. I don't want to be around it. And um, that was going through me, and saying, uh, "Oh, you you can't even you can't even uh, go to a church service, Carol. You're, you know." And it just started saying dirty language in my head, offensive cuss language, 
And um, my roommate came in the kitchen because he noticed I was really agitated. He goes, Jen, Carol, what's the matter? And um, I said, I can't put the charger in my earphones. And he goes, oh, let, let me have a look at it. And I said, and I said, uh, now, now my, 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 my head was really, my head was really spinning. And I blurted out the vagina end of my, God, it's, it's kind of funny now. I'm trying not to laugh because I don't want to have another coughing fit. The, the vagina end of my, you know, earphones where the plug goes in doesn't work. And my roommate gave me that stare again as if to say, Jen Carroll, are you having one, another one of your things again, your mental things again? And and I said, you know, the female end, Bruce. And he goes, oh, okay, let me let me uh, let me check the charger out, see if it's even help you figure out if it's even plugged in. It turns out the damn thing wasn't even plugged in properly in the wall. But that wasn't before um, I had been just upset and agitated and and I noticed he was it was really stressing him out and then I said Bruce I'm sorry again I I don't know when I'm gonna master this stuff I'm gonna keep studying it I'm gonna keep listening to more videos and keep practicing I'm sure there'll be other opportunities for me to learn how to get this under control because life life is gonna happen and I know that the nasty voice is worse then life's problems because life happens to everyone and then another mem memory just popped up just now when I when I used to get bullied at school you guys listeners when I used to get bullied at school when I was a teenager in fact this was right before I ran away from home there was one particular bully I'll call him Jimmy and that is real name Jimmy Fargus he um that's not his real name protect the guilty and protect myself um, myself and the teacher and he and some other homeroom class members were having a discussion about fact versus opinion because I guess in high school we have these discussions sometimes with the teachers in homeroom class anyway our homeroom we did and um, the teacher told me took me aside I think during the break and said said, Carol, next time Jimmy gives you any hard time, look him right in the face and tell him that's just your opinion. So I tried it, and then Jimmy kept telling me over and over again that it was a fact that I was ugly. And then other things, too. It wasn't just ugly. He was calling me other names, too. And of course, the teacher had to break us up because it almost came to blows after five minutes. And of course, I, I lost again. I had to go go sit you know, at another desk. And he got to sit at the desk next to mine where he usually sits. I, had, I, I was the one who had to move. And I was 16. I was less well then. And I that threw me into a big fit. And I, I did something really unusual. I, I threw my math book at him. And he ducked and it, and it missed him. It almost hit him in the head. I didn't throw it very hard because I didn't really want to hurt him. I just wanted to kind of let him know. You mother effer. I am sick of you, you know, doing this to me every Friday during homeroom class when we were all trying to have a rational discussion 
a nice discussion. So I guess let's uh, fast forward back to the present. I'm trying to do metacognition. I'm trying to do a discussion in my mind, challenging the thoughts. And I feel like Jimmy's right there. So it was probably Jimmy's voice, maybe, I don't know, saying, Carol, you can't even operate a Bluetooth, you little retard, you little, you little vagina, whatever, you know, a lot of obscene names, you know. And again, I'll say it wasn't me talking, it was my mental illness talking. And I'm fond of saying that limerence is my mental illness and limerence is emptiness. When you're focusing on, on the world, on people in the world, for your happiness instead of yourself, you're going to feel empty and alone. And when you're empty and alone, that is the worst solitary. Solitary confinement is one of the worst punishments. And it's a torture designed to make you go insane. So if limerence isn't my mental illness, I don't know what the you-know-what is. I'll keep repeating that, too. Because that's something I discovered in the behavioral module. In the emotions and thoughts process module, I've got toxic stuff going through me that I am trying to override. I pray I can achieve metacognition and override this. Because it will destroy me, and it might even destroy my relationship with Bruce and uh, my growing career on the Internet. <clears throat> okay. Take it easy, everyone. Be safe. Mental illness is not who we are. End of recording.